oh damn it I just remembered I'm gonna have to say condom <laughs> again yes you are because you, what if contraception what if what if um what if when we're gonna say that I point at you then you say it good idea good idea <laughs> that's, that's, like, a great, that's a great let's do that. great idea. okay you go for it I'll explain after. <laughs> yeah, just point at me every time you need it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode seven of the A Word podcast with your host Lucy and me, Halima. Today we've decided to talk about contraception. Um, so we're going to talk about our personal experiences and we're also going to talk about things that you guys have shared with us on our page and what we've learned in the past and on our current journeys of contraception. So the first thing we asked you guys was what is your most recent or current form of contraception? Um, and these are the answers we got. Abstinence, the implant. Next planon, next planon, next planon. Yeah, it's another implant. Um, the Kalina IUS, which I hadn't heard of before, which is like another sort of implant. Well, thing that you put inside you, um, like the IUD, but not IUD. Um, okay. Copper IUD, that one. Um, the pill. Condoms. The implant. <laughs> <laughs> being a lesbian so no contraception which yeah I support that um wow. again we have like we had like a few sleeping with women answers um also which lockdown. is lockdown yeah lockdown that was a form of contraception Donald Trump <laughs> this is existence yeah <laughs> um and then the next question we asked you is have you ever used a contraceptive pill? So the contraceptive pill that includes um, the like progesterone only pill and like the one with like more hormones. So any sort of contraceptive pill. And eighty six percent of you said yes that you had used it. And then after that, we asked you if you enjoyed using it, and seventy percent of you said no, which is interesting. Yeah. But because like the majority of you seem to not like using the pill but a lot of people use it and still do anyway um so we looked into the side effects of the pill because i feel like it's one of those things um we'll get onto that later we'll actually talk about the side effects that you guys told us that you experienced from using the pill um not just the pill but other ones but we'll start off with the pill so there are quite a few. Um, there's weight gain, brain fogginess, which I definitely had. Um, acne, huge anxiety issues, which again, I definitely had. <laughs> Depression, oh, yeah. Deteriorating my mental health, heightened emotions, completely changing my personality, nausea, excessive sweating, low mood, wow. disrupted, disrupted sleep, which I hadn't had on it, but like I see how that would be a thing um generally bad mood and then we had a positive one we had the safety and feeling comfortable with having casual sex which is good and then after that we had paranoia 
Um, <laughs> Straight after that. <laughs> which is not so good. Skin breakouts, just like general bad mental health. Um, but a lot of your answers are quite similar. Like a common thing is really bad mental health issues, like anxiety, um, change of personality, which I find quite interesting. Yeah. Um, hormonal issues just feeling like your hormones are all over the place um but yeah and then we also had someone say that they were on the copper coil and they experienced painful cramps and a heavier flow and irritability which I didn't know about didn't know about the irritability um and then we had the implant and this person said that it made her skin worse but she didn't have any hormonal depression which was a plus Mm. um but yeah, your answers are all like great. They're all like super common within like anyone I know that's on contraception or on these types of contraception. And it's like terrible that there are all these side effects and it's still a thing. Um, I'm just shook because the option, the like the list of what people suffer from the pill is just so extensive. Yeah, and it's so common. And like when you look at medication, it gives you. Um, generally it gives you side effects but you don't tend to suffer from all those side effects once you've taken the medication but for some reason when you've taken the pill you will probably most likely suffer from the side effects that are listed Mm. and it's just like you know it's like there isn't enough being done um to find like some sort of alternate alternative contraception that isn't as like harsh on your body and your brain and like your brain chemistry and just your emotions but but then again that goes again with like general like women's care like women's health issues um there isn't a lot of um attention paid to that like oh what are the side effects what is like how is this going to affect the person like mm. but that is it but i guess there's no like male contraceptive pill um <laughs> I was no. t- see that's the thing like I re- when was it was it like two years ago or like three four years ago oh, when they did that um that research study about yeah yeah what, the one where they had like a contraceptive pill for men it was like an injection or something I think right or like yeah, yeah. but um they didn't like want to go through with it because it had side effects yeah they had they reported some moodiness or <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is just like yeah it's really reassuring and like I remember talking to my sister about it and complaining um and she was saying that one of her lecturers um she also agreed with it and she was saying how yeah it's terrible that they don't have they don't put enough research into male contraception um but then again like would you trust your boyfriend to take a pill every single day and like not to say that like not to be like sexist or whatever <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going but, to be no. <laughs> <laughs> but no I don't think I would but then again like I don't think I would either but that's the, th- the thing is it's different though isn't it because men can't get pregnant so yeah there aren't as many risks for them so it's kind of like oh, okay you know the benefits sometimes don't always outweigh the risks i guess and you know what i love like i love what do you love what i love is you know women always <laughs> face the criticism that they can't control their emotions but mm. they you know wrote, wrote off a whole male like 
contraceptive device because some men reported moodiness. Yeah. But women can't uh. control their emotions. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like women day to day are dealing with <laughs> the effects of contraceptive devices like the pill and their periods. Oh gosh, yeah. Or, you know, you know, menopause in the future and then when they have to take hormones for that as well. You know, mm. but, but women can't control their emotions. That's why they can't be in le- positions of authority. But <laughs> but a whole refer back to our like... first episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> refer back. Um, but, and the whole male conscience advice got written off because they 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 were a bit moody. Yeah, it was just. You know. It's not okay. Like it's not alright for men to feel like that. It's it's not fair. That's really um... upsetting. I'm really sorry you feel that way. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> let's move. Let's move on to talking about. <laughs> I have no sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, we're gonna um, talk about and explore some options of contraception that are out there, um, just in case. Like, because I feel like it is really just useful to know. Because I remember, like, when I first went on the pill, I pretty much thought the only thing was the pill Same. and, like, the combined pill. So I was like, this is just a thing I'm meant to do. Um, mm. But it is nice always knowing that you have options. And, like, no doctor, like, went through that with me when I started going, um, when I started it the first time. But, um, yeah, so here's our list. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so... Um, Obviously, the most effective forms of contraception are abstinence and sterilization. Um, but I think that goes like without, doesn't need an explanation. You know what that is. Like they're not reversible. So I have to um, say, though, really interesting, as this is like a segue quickly, but mm-hmm. I was in Kathy Burke's program. Um, I can't remember where it's on, but she has a program that's all about kind of um, women and the stuff they go through. And yeah. she met with like a young woman in her twenties who was actually trying to get sterilized. And really, really fascinating listening to her. And she was asking her about it because Kathy Burke never had children, but she's I think in her fifties or something. Yeah. Um, and she was asking her, and she was like, "I just know I don't want to have children. I just know mm. I don't want to have children. I've always known I never wanted to have children, and I want to be sterilized. But the 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 journey is so difficult because people just keep questioning me the whole time, and they're like, "Are you sure? Are you sure? You're so young. How do you know what you want?" Da 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 da. And like mm-hmm. to an extent, you're like, "Okay, well that's fair. I suppose she is a young lady. Maybe she could change her mind in the future." But she was saying yeah. how she's so adamant and just knew she doesn't want to have kids. And, but it's so challenging trying to get sterilized at her at, in her twenties. See, like the thing is, it is completely down to her. Like that's her own bodily autonomy. That's her choice. And like people exactly. will always ask, like women who choose not to have children, like, are you sure you don't want kids? Or oh, don't worry, when you get to my age, like, you'll change your mind. Or it's totally worth yeah. it. I don't know. It's just this need for people to have that sort of control when you're not, you know, you're not going to be the one who's raising that woman's child. If she goes ahead and has a child after saying she doesn't want to have a child. So like, it's really nothing to do with you. So Mm. I don't know. I just feel like the world is obsessed with telling women that they need to like, they're going to change their minds. Like, how do you know? like no one ever says that about men like no one does that exactly but we like live in a society where simultaneously we like that people shame people who like abortions but Mm. then they also tell women like to not take control of their 
reproductive health by get, doing something like sterilization or yeah you know, like if they want to because then that, that would prevent them from having children so then if they act but then if they accidentally you know got pregnant and then they wanted an abortion that's not okay either so it's oh like, yeah just either way <laughs> either way women just need to keep pushing out children <laughs> whether they like that, it or not just that's just that's just your role as a woman like yeah. what else what else is there to life you know yeah it's just it, that's what's crazy to me like and if she, if say like she decided later down the line that she did want children mm-hmm. that's that's on her as well like that's there's also like adoption and other things you can though. yeah you can also adopt i feel like people forget that that's an issue and i know that we have this obsession like in a in this society that to have like your own like biological child even though there are loads of children that like do need to be adopted but Mm. like I don't know I don't think it I don't think it matters that much I don't think it matters so much that you have to like tell women like this is your last chance to have a child like it isn't you can adopt if you do change your mind that's if she changes her mind again I know there's just always this emphasis on like 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 it's unnatural for women to not want children it's actually like no a lot of women don't want children and a lot mm. of women are quite open which i think is quite brave about the fact that they had children and then realized they weren't they they wish they hadn't or like that they oh, weren't wow, yeah. like I've see heard, like that's kind of I... savage but like they have openly <laughs> been like i had these kids but like I, it wasn't for me yeah so that's the thing like it's so like ingrained in you like it's so ingrained in us as women like even saying that um like now and then like hearing um if someone had children and then decided like they didn't want their children like a tiny bit of me is like oh no like i'm a bit shocked yeah no but then i'm like yeah i'm just like you feel bad yeah but at the same time that's their that's how they feel that's their decision that's yeah and that's like their normal um but yeah going back to it contraception Sorry, I've got derailed. <laughs> no don't apologize <laughs> um yeah so yeah abstinence and sterilization um irreversible and then you have your caps or diaphragms diaphragms they are called diaphragms right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. your caps or diaphragms um the combined pill which like is I don't know if it's the most common form of contraception, but I know it's obviously very common. Um, and like when you are looking at this, you should look at, um, you should do your research and look into like side effects. And I saw on like some website, I think it was, was it the NHS website? It was a health website, um, a and certified one, website. Way, not just a random yeah. <laughs> a quarter of the internet. Just not, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was searching the corner of the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, on the legitimized website, it said this: like you shouldn't take the pill if you think if you were a smoker over the age of thirty-five, or if you were over the age of thirty-five and you um, smoke, you used to smoke within the last year. If you have um, like a history of stroke in your family. <clears throat> if you have had a stroke yourself if you've got heart problems obviously if you're pregnant um but yeah there's like a whole list of things that you shouldn't um take the pill on um but again like they don't really inform you about that um again if you're like 
over a certain I don't know if it's if you're over a certain weight or if your BMI is over a certain um number but um yeah that goes into it as well but I was never told that when I first started taking it it was like when I got my top up um because I had to get like some more at some point and then this doctor was like just telling me just a list of things um that you need to consider when you're taking the pill blah blah and I was like oh I didn't know that was a thing she was like yeah a lot of people don't um but you should really be told and then the next form of contraception condoms yeah um <laughs> Halima's allergic to saying condoms so if you notice a trend throughout this podcast <laughs> that I'm I'm taking on the responsibility of saying condoms <laughs> Anytime it comes up, I have to point at Lucy. Yeah, um, her eye starts twitching. <laughs> she just starts sweating, generally. <laughs> you should use them. This is like, I'm not no, saying they're bad. Two condoms. It's yeah, it's the word. Pronouncing the word condoms. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just, I, I can't say it um, at this point in my life. Mm. Um, I don't know why, but I definitely do... Um, I support them I completely support them it's literally the only people the only form of contraception that like people with penises have to use like well that is it so you have to use it and you know what they don't stop contraception doesn't stop you from having STIs like use Mm. them um I don't know why people forget that well I didn't think people I didn't think it was a thing that people didn't know but um I have come across one or two, one, one man. Let's call him a boy. One no. man. <laughs> one man. One of the men. One man. <laughs> <laughs> I have come across one boy, one man who um, didn't really think like STIs were a thing um, if you're oh. on contraception. <laughs> I love that. So he must have had like four. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like interesting, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. Um, there's the contraception. STDs are a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, con- no conspiracies around it. Wrap your dick. <laughs> Best way to not pass them on or like, yeah, catch them. Anyway, yes. Um, the contraceptive implant. That's another one. Um, the I I actually don't know too much about that one either, but I know obviously it is hormonal. Um from friends i have been told like they do tend they like have put on weight because of the implant um mm. they have like they still suffer from like the hormonal um side effects that contraception has um the contraceptive injection the patch um i don't know if i've known anyone who had the patch no, um either. female um condoms yep yep i don't i don't know if like that's still a thing it must still be a thing but like i know it was a thing back in the day i say back in the day i'm thinking like victorian ages ages (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking like the victorian times but yeah because i've only seen like really old-fashioned ones the 70s they were a thing i know that um but yeah i haven't heard a lot about um Con- female condoms i yeah, think i think they're while. reaching an extinction to be honest i I've, <laughs> I've never even seen one in the real world oh no me neither 
never spotted one before. Not in the I wild. wonder where where you'd get them from. Is it like an over the counter thing or? I don't know. Do you like whisper and like you know like <laughs> <laughs> don't like bribe the pharmacist? I know you have these out back. <laughs> Go get them. I'm actually googling where do you get female condoms from. Oh, is it? Imagine if they're like it's like error. <laughs> <laughs> you can get them from the dark web, actually. I think. <laughs> oh, good. Yes, I've been meaning to make an order. <laughs> oh, there's actually there's actually it says that there is only um one brand that is FDA approved. Oh. And it's available in the US. Um. FC2, you can get it online on the FC2 website. Yeah, it sounds difficult. Um, <laughs> you've got the IUD or coil, and then you've got the IUS, which someone mentioned earlier, and that is like, like also the hormonal coin coil. It's basically it's the um, it's like it's a system. It says it's a system, but. It's a, it's you can get it as a hormonal coil as well. Um, obviously, there's natural family planning, and then having like your own personal fertility awareness. So you can do this by using apps like Natural Cycles. Um, I use Clue because I don't really use it to um, track like my fertility as as to say. I just mainly use it to track my period, so I just know what's going on no surprises even though I still get that tingly feeling like an like I don't know a few days to an hour before it comes yeah mm, yeah oh yeah that that old thing <laughs> that old thing that old um, but yeah natural cycles I think do you know you know more about natural cycles than I do well I I know my friend Chloe um she listens all the time so I've got to name drop her you know yeah I was gonna say like you're outing her right now yeah, <laughs> yeah but she he does or has recently been doing natural cycles and it's worked really well for her um mm. and I think it's a great thing to bring awareness to through something like our podcast because I think it's something that's not really promoted much in sexual health in school um yeah because I think they're just so set on sexual health is flawed in many ways but I think they in schools like sexual education sorry um but I don't think they really promote natural cycles because they just think we just want these kids to not get pregnant which I understand however it is for if you're like the right candidate to do it um it's really effective and a lot of women really um support it and are really happy doing it because obviously it doesn't involve any hormonal um interception of any devices like the pill or the implant or the injection um which is is a deal breaker for a lot of women and rightly so it's it affects you massively so it it makes sense um and if you don't know it's natural cycles doing something like natural cycles um is where you can take your temperature i believe every single day and put it yeah. in an app like Natural Cycles or maybe Clue, I don't know. Maybe can you do it in Clue? I don't know. I know you have the Natural um, Cycles app and yeah. you take your temperature can... and put it in the app every day and it will tell you um if you're fertile that day, basically. And then if you're a certain temperature, that will mean you're fertile and it will tell you, you don't have sex this day, pretty much. Um mm. and uh it works really well for a lot of women. Um I think she's enjoying it right now. 
um but like you do have to also be the right candidate for it so obviously if you're this is something you're interested in you should do the research i believe you have to have semi-regular periods something along those lines um mm. just so that you can keep up to date enough um yeah and um you're so because if you're irregular it might mean i suppose the ovulation date might be irregular as well so yeah it won't be accurate enough then Mm. But uh, there's it, that risk yeah but for the right person it sounds like it could be really great and obviously if you're if you're like in something like in a long-term relationship and you don't want to go on any hormonal contraception this might be something that's really great for you for example so yeah no it does sound really promising i want to give like, it its limelight for a second you know because i think it could really be good for a lot of women if they're yeah. in their life oh yeah definitely because i don't really hear a lot about like natural cycles as a use or like family planning in general as a use of um contraception um just because a lot of people are just really like always saying how like yeah um it doesn't work blah 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 um you never know what can happen there's always that risk but again like our bodies are systems and like they do follow patterns and things mm. happen for certain reasons and yeah i think it is quite good like which is one reason why i quite like clue um I don't use that as like a form of contraception. I just use that to kind of just monitor what's going on with me. So it's nice because it's always been it's always been right about when my period's coming because obviously you put the information in initially when you start using it and then it kind of gets used to your body. Um you also put other things in like um maybe at certain times of the month you feel a bit um I know you get more headaches or if you feel more tender um there are like all these different categories that uses so it monitors like um your energy levels you can put that in anytime so are you feeling energetic you feeling sleepy have you done a lot of exercise today have you um like do you have any pms sim- symptoms um are you what's your mood like are you focused are you cranky and it's also like what form of contraception are you using like for me I'm using the I'm on the copper coil so it does like there is a section like have you checked your coil have you checked your threads yet um and it's really good because with each of those sections you like click on it and then it expands and then it gives you further information about all these things and like why you feel these ways that why you feel this way at certain points of your cycle um which I really like because I just love the fact that it's oh I'm learning this thing about myself oh I didn't know that like I get like this because um this is Mm. happening to me at this stage um of my cycle but yeah I quite like it it's a nice app um good to be in touch with your cycle as well because then you can notice patterns in your behavior mm, and you feel kind of like less like insane basically like why is this happening to me um women go through the works basically Um, yeah (laughs) yeah. um there's also the progesterone only pill um so apparently that one isn't well don't like completely go from what i'm saying it's just like some things i've heard from people that one isn't as um uh costly on like your hormones and like your mental health but I have still heard people like suffering from like anxiety and stuff from that but um maybe not to the extent um then there's the vaginal ring so I think like the nuva ring which I only heard of because like I've heard it in like films 
that's it. I don't know anyone who's had it for real. Because I remember watching this film. Um, I think it's called In a Relationship. I just like watching films like that randomly. Anyway, um, it's so <laughs> random. What? So unpredictable. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this girl, she had a nuva ring. And then she was having sex with her boyfriend. And then... Um, she said it like fell out or she lost it or something. So they spent ages looking for her new ring. And then like a week later, she found it. And I find that quite scary. Just like, where did she find it? Um, Inside her. Like she found it. It just like came out or something. What? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, But it happens, I guess. Um, But yeah. So yeah, that's that. Oh my God. Um, much to choose from a banquet of choices yes we have a lot of choices but make sure you ask make sure if you're going to get any sort of contraception um you and you're like uh, a sexual health clinic or whatever you speak to the doctor and like you ask them like what are the side effects um i suffer from this and this or i'm this kind of person or like tell them what your priorities are like my priorities are having something that is non-hormonal um my priorities are having something that is like will help with my periods blah blah and like ask them to talk you through that because a lot of the time people just kind of forget i guess or like assume that people know um which is silly to say because like whenever you're taking any sort of medication or like that isn't contraception you are told like a lot about it and you're told how to not take it and how to take it and what you should take it with or any side effects like that Mm. kind of thing but we should have the same energy for this and particularly in the sexual health clinics that we have in the uk i had an appointment had a consultation when i was looking to come off the pill and go onto the coil and the woman sat with me for like 45 minutes and went through like all the options to check it was exactly what I wanted to do. That's amazing, like a whole 45 minutes. I know, and I know that a lot of people have negative experiences with doctors, and I've also had those too, like I completely understand that. But um, mm. I think if you have negative experiences, it is worth something like worth like reporting to the reception when you're done and saying like, I'm not like satisfied, it hasn't answered my questions, um, mm. I'd like a different appointment or if you had an appointment at a GP, I, I, maybe going to a sexual health clinic is good, getting an appointment there um, to see if you can have a consultation with somebody. Yeah, um, just don't feel like you're taking up too much space or like you're like taking up like too much of someone's time because this is like, it's not just a light decision you're making. Um, I feel like contraception is something that like is sort of seen as oh yeah it's just a pill it's just this thing just go on this see how you feel when it's not a casual thing like with all the side effects and with everything that comes with it and like the fact that it's something that is going to probably change your body um you want to know as much about it as you can and it's great doing your own research on the internet but sometimes you do come across like loads of like paranoid threads and things that just like overwhelm your brain i remember when i was doing um doing research for the copper coil and they were saying like how horrible it was and how like excruciatingly painful the procedure is gonna be and how like you're gonna get like all these um side effects from it you're gonna get like really really heavy periods it's gonna like come out um unexpectedly unexpectedly and that is gonna like hurt so much and i hated it and i was so scared Mm. right before i got mine and it was fine well, yeah, I remember when I was looking into the coil in the early days and several, like multiple people, but they were all older women, which I found interesting, mm. 
all approached me and said, do you know that can make you infertile? And what? I was like, what? And I, was I didn't... Yeah, they, that was something I heard, like, several times from different women. And I was like, what? And it, so then it became my first question when I went for my consultation. I said to her, I've heard from multiple women that apparently this could make me infertile. And she was like, that's just incorrect. That's just not true. Yeah, um, the internet lies. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know where they got that from, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, like how that is gonna how that correlates to like the science behind it, it just doesn't yeah i don't know i don't mm. know how and the thing is lots more i've I've read recently that a lot more millennial people with uteruses are moving towards different contraception that's not the pill because they're realizing how much of their life is kind of messed up or how much doesn't suit them because mm. of the pill and they're looking for things such as the coil which it could be the copper coil with no hormones or the marina, which has just progesterone that's released locally. So it doesn't affect you mood wise. Yeah. Really even, just really an, um, even just like an implant or something, just like something you don't have to take every day. Yeah. Um, it, I totally agree with you. Like, I just think contraception because it's just, you know, like, I just think it's so underestimated and then mm. people with uteruses go through so much crap and it's just completely just, thrown to the side it's like oh they can deal with it you know yeah <laughs> they already but, you know deal with the babies and all the unpaid care that comes with that so let's just what's another so thing just, yeah it's not that it's not it's not that deep you can take it i believe you <laughs> <laughs> but don't let men do it because like that's not going to be good you know like, it's going to make them moody so let's not them, do contraception bad and you know <laughs> You know, women women can't control themselves emotionally, but but men shouldn't have to do that. You know, they they can't do that. You know, they have to work. <laughs> so we're going to talk about our personal journeys when it comes to contraception and like how we found um, the place that we are now, our contraceptive mm. journeys. You know, just through life. Mm. yeah um do you want to start like, lucy i just feel like it's the year of like realizing things you know right <laughs> kylie was onto something <laughs> it's almost like every year is the year of realizing you oh know my God, you know i maybe you're right <laughs> <laughs> but um we keep doing this okay, okay let's like get back on the path we're actually ridiculous sorry listeners um <laughs> so <laughs> What we've learned, our journey so far. Okay, so I'm, am I going first? Are we going to tell, like, the whole story? I'm going to yeah. try and keep it brief. Okay, you keep it brief. I'll keep it brief then. <laughs> Let's see if we can do this. <laughs> so you're going to be like, you can keep it brief, but I'm going to tell my life story. <laughs> you can do whatever you're doing. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so I went on the pill as my first contraceptive device, technically, at 15. Um, but it was not because I was sexually active. I had irregular and heavy periods. So I was looking for a way to basically stop experiencing that because it was a massive problem in my life. I was nearly, well, not nearly, I was basically anemic. I had lost a lot of blood um, and but there was no way of predicting when my periods would come. It was like that. Um, obviously, when you're a child and, you know, you've got a lot going on in your life, like, you know, GCSEs and all that. Um <laughs> <laughs> um i was like no it's no ma'am i didn't sign up to this so 
I, you know, went to the doctors and went on the pill. Um, had a great four years. I want to emphasize this because I went on the pill for four years and had a great time. Um, you know, it regulated my periods. It made them lighter, which is what I was looking for it to do. It cleared up my skin. So I was like, yes, thriving. Um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I've been on it for a while. And then basically what seemed to happen towards the end of being on my first pill, which was Loestrid, I believe. Um, I started to notice that I was having like a week of PMS before my period every time. And I was kind of just not here for that. And I was like, if there's any way I could avoid having PMS, PMS for so long, I would like to do that. Because um, obviously it puts you in a bad mood and just disrupts your week even or your months even more. So I wanted to switch pills. Thought that would be relatively straightforward. Um which is which was which is probably the problem because I walked in said this pill doesn't work for me and they were like okay try this one basically good luck um come back in a couple of months if it doesn't work <laughs> um you should give it at least six months is what they told me um try this new pill and had the worst few months of my life my body just kind of swelled up like I like like a balloon basically like like Violet Beauregard and Charlie and Chocolate Factory like when she turns into like a blueberry. That's what I felt like I was going through. Um, like my face swelled up, my boobs got really big, but like they were also really hard, so they were sore all the time. Um, my stomach was constantly bloated as well, like um, which wasn't normal. Um, and yet I felt crazy. Like when we got that submission response from one of our followers being like, I felt like a different person. That is exactly how I felt. I didn't feel like myself. I could only describe it as like, I felt insane. I felt irrational. I felt irritable, but like to an excessive amount that I'd never felt before. And I was so anxious. I just didn't feel like I was present as well. It felt very kind of disassociative a lot of the time. I just felt, I just didn't feel with it. I felt mental. <laughs> I didn't know how to describe it to anybody what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Went back after six months, needless to say, being like, I don't know what you put me on, but it's made me insane. And they were like, oh, that's very bizarre. Try this one. So then they give me a different pill. They're like, again, it's like, see what happens. And it's like, at this point, you know, I've lost like half my year trying out this shitty pill. So I'm like not in the mood to be honest, but I just need to get off this pill ASAP Rocky. Um, and um, I was like, you know, sexually active. So I was like, I want the protection. So I'm just gonna stay on the pill. Um, and then uh, I went on this new pill. It was better in terms of mood wise and like my like kind of weird swelling and bloating went down. Like my boobs got a bit swollen. I was like, okay, good kind of the right track but I still didn't feel right and at this point I was like I washed my hands with the pill I need to go on something different like completely different and then that's when um Halima sort of as as well as yes she's so proud look at her <laughs> so gleeful <laughs> she's like I did that yes that's um, when I came into her life <laughs> yeah at, at the same time Halima came into my life I was like oh no ma'am <laughs> We're gonna get you out of here. Um, but yeah, she and another one of my friends had gone on the coil and were like, maybe you should consider the coil. Cause I was like, at this point I was contemplating just not being in, on anything really hormonal anymore. Um, as well, my mum had breast cancer before she was 50. And although it wasn't hereditary, it was in my mind that basically I was never gonna be on the pill forever. So I might as well mm. start my journey on a different contraceptive device pretty much. Yeah. Um, 
so and also because of how bad my periods were that's something that was in my mind as well I was like I don't want to really have like the natural planning thing isn't really an option for me what am I thinking so went for a consultation at the sexual health clinic um in Canterbury where I was at uni and had an amazing woman who literally sat with me for 45 minutes and explained pretty much every single option available to me um it was in this meeting as well that she took the time to really like address my mum's breast cancer and be like to be honest if you'd come with me come to me the first time you were ever considering going on contraception I would never have recommended the pill for you even though it's not the hereditary dream which was news to me so she was like I do think it's important you come with the pill so then I'm like oh my god okay explained every option to me and basically to cut a long story short the only thing left really was the coil more or less um or taking the time to come off everything and see how my body responds which I wasn't really in a position to do um and then yeah so I am now on the marina coil I am over two years in um they last <laughs> oh, they last five years right yeah five years. yeah five years you get them replaced mm. um the procedure was horrendous I'm not gonna lie Halima <laughs> doesn't think so so you know you'll have two different accounts for you but yeah. Even though I found it very challenging and you do have to write off like a whole day, to be honest. Um, mm. It's totally worth it in my eyes. Like 10, not even 10 minutes of the um, them implanting in your uterus for like five years of protection. That's more, it's like more. It's worth like, it. Pill, isn't it? The coil. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. It's more accurate apparently. Because it's li- a literal wall that says no, sir, to sperm. Like, how like around. feminist is that <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a literal barrier like killing <laughs> it's a literal barrier like killing sperm like come yeah. on <laughs> what, what's more empowering than that <laughs> <laughs> even my uterus my uterus. <laughs> my uterus is a feminist <laughs> she um, said no not today she's said turn around go back where you came from (laughs) um so yeah I'm loving it I don't bleed um you still go through I well I don't know I personally still go through periods in the sense that there is definitely patches of time in the month where I'm hormonal and they Mm. have like all the side effects of a period but just no blood but I'm all here for that because the bleeding was one of the worst things that I experienced so um you realize how much of your life you can live when you're just not bleeding all the time, which I kind of live for. Um, and yeah, so I'm very how much money you're saving as well. I know, yeah, exactly. Um, so I feel very content. That's been my journey thus far. Um, I'm seeing how it goes, but yeah, I, that's me in a nutshell. In total, I think just reclaiming your power in the sense of if you don't feel satisfied with what you're with the contraception you're on or you don't feel satisfied with the advice you've got always seek further help because you will have your life will be disrupted by the contraceptive device either in a good way or in a bad way so it's worth always seeking further advice so that's my ted talk on my contraceptive journey yes my contraceptive journey yes tell um, us. i'll start off with my period so I started my period when I was, uh, I think, 12. It was either, like, late 11 or 12. Um, I'm going to say 11. I honestly think that's so... I say it courageous. Like, I know you didn't ask for your period, but I think, <laughs> wow. Like, 
Okay, just so brave. brave. <laughs> I think it is so brave, though. Like eleven or twelve, you're like that's just so young. <laughs> I know, but um, it, I do find it interesting seeing people who started their periods um much earlier and people who started it much later. Like there, are, I've I've seen like a lot of um similarities and stuff. Um, but yeah, I started it near the end of when I was 11 and I always I I knew what it was but it was there but it wasn't really there it was like kind of just forming so yeah I already by that time had like the chat with my mom um had you had any classes in school about it or? no 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 wow. <laughs> of course not uh, no, no. No, no that one no class. no no Do you have the one class where they tell you that you we didn't be... we didn't have a class oh <laughs> the, right there was no indication at that point unlucky yeah but like there were there were like people who knew what it was because like it wasn't just me there were like a few other girls in my year um fine yeah but who like had started it at that well I know like in my class there were like two or three girls um and we like I don't know it was weird um anyway um yeah I started when I was like probably 11 but already knew what was going to happen blah blah and the day it happened we had like a family friend over so everyone was playing in the garden and I was in the bathroom and it happened it was like barely anything the first time just like literally barely anything there but um I thought I was being punished um I thought I did something bad I thought the universe Mm. was like punishing me um I didn't tell my parents because I was just really embarrassed and (laughs) just yeah I was like it was partly like I was embarrassed and also ashamed and just like being like no if I tell them they'll know I did something bad even though I don't know what it was that I did um <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I was convinced I was being punished for something I did that I didn't know I think um I something wrong I just I don't know what I did <laughs> I just felt all this guilt for literally nothing um oh. but it was no I was it was stupid <laughs> it was actually hilarious and then um I didn't see it again and then maybe like some time later it came back I don't know how much time it was between I was probably 12 by the time I fully accepted it um or no the second time I had it second or third time I told my mom um I don't remember her reaction but it was definitely like a positive thing and my parents would always know when I was on my period and they'd laugh at me but um they made it a funny thing um they definitely took away all that stigma I had from, um, like, that I was being punished or whatever. But let's move on. Um, <laughs> so I started it then, and then I always had, like, really regular periods. I didn't really have much of an issue with them. Um, obviously, near the beginning, it's just, like, kind of uncomfortable because you don't know what's going on, really. Um, but, yeah, I got, like... a like genuinely I have been so blessed and so lucky to not have like any sort of problems with my period and then um contraception the first contraception I started using was a um condom yeah and (laughs) this has become an issue (laughs) was a condom and then after that I went on the pill because I was in a relationship and the person I was in a relationship with suggested I go on the pill um but I didn't want to go on it because like my initial thoughts were just like that toxic thought of like what if I put on weight I was so so paranoid of putting on weight um that was like my 
main and only concern to be honest mm. um but I've grown since then um <laughs> <laughs> she's evolved yeah and like that is like yeah it's that's another topic of just like um internalized fat phobia um that like a lot of people just face but don't know um but yeah um so yeah that was my main concern and then I went on it and it was all right and then maybe for like the first few months and then all of a sudden like I was my brain was changing my brain chemistry was definitely changing I was getting really really anxious I was dissociating I had the worst dissociation period of my life um and I had like a strong strong dissociation for like a good year and it was horrible because it feels like that year of my life I I genuinely can't connect to it right now I can't relate myself um to that year um but also like so much was happening a lot of like trauma but again I guess like if I was on my, if I was re, if I was living that part of my life without the pill, I feel like it probably wouldn't have been as dramatic, and I probably would not have been as dissociated. Um, it definitely had something to do with it, but yeah, it was really bad. Um, uh, it wasn't fun at all. I like haven't had so many. I've had so many panic attacks. I just, just like intense dissociation of like living your life but not really reliving it and like watching yourself do things but just yeah I just have to do so many things to try and keep myself grounded and it was horrible like I hated it um but yeah um a lot happened and then I got out of a relationship some time after I took it maybe like two or three years after I started taking the pill and then decided to stop taking the pill and all of a sudden I kid you not it was probably like two weeks after I stopped taking it I felt I physically felt the hormones like flushing out of my body and I I don't know how to explain it 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 just felt like a drainage and for the first time in like years I fully like felt like myself again and I could connect to myself again like that whole period of dissociation and anxiety and just horribleness was um yeah it was it was horrible but it was such a relief when I felt like myself again um and I've had the I, I was speaking to a friend about it the other day and she was saying how like she was on the pill for like a year and then after that she stopped taking it um because of lockdown obviously so she wasn't seeing her boyfriend she, there was no need for her to take it and she felt like herself again and like it's a pattern that I keep um I keep hearing from other people so it must be a thing um but yeah that was good and then a lot of stuff happened I won't go into it um because that is like definitely another topic but um at the end of that period of my life I was it was recommended to me by a nurse that I should go on the coil um I think that was the only other, the only option she gave me. That was the only thing she spoke to me about. She told me to go on the coil, either the copper one or the marina coil. And I've never really been good with like additional hormones. So yeah, I went on the coil and it was the only like consultation I've had or like talking about any 
point when I'm talking about contraception with a doctor or nurse or the health professional where they sat me down and they told me like everything about it they even show you the they show you the IUD that's going to go inside you they show you the size they explain to you they, they let you feel it um, they make you feel the threads so that you know what it's going to be like when you have to check your own threads um, they fully just sit there and answer like a bunch of questions went through the um, leaflet with me with like any possible side effects uh, told me like any like all the possible things that will happen to me like different stages which was so nice like it was so reassuring and it just it definitely did like as Lucy was saying make me feel like I was like reclaiming my power again um just because this time you're taking something that you know exactly what it's doing to you you know exactly how it works you you're just aware and you're choosing actively to take it like it's an intention um but yeah, that was really good. The procedure, okay. I know you say it wasn't like, it was like horrible. <laughs> and it I was. get that. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. But like, I think because I was doing loads of research and they were saying like, it was like really, really bad. Like some girl was like, she passed out or something. And I was like, okay. So I was going into it with intentions of it being like really bad. And it ended up not being too bad. Um, I'm not going to say it was completely painless. That's that would be a lie. Um, it was just uncomfortable. I wouldn't say painful. I'd just say uncomfortable. But then again, it was what like I don't even know. Remember how long it took, but it really was not a lot of Honestly, time. About five minutes of the yeah. procedure. The worst yeah. pain you feel is probably for about not even maximum a minute maybe but yeah to be I'd fair, say a few seconds having said that I took a, a lot of painkillers that day so <laughs> had I not mm. um it probably would have been a lot longer lasting pain so I want to put that out there too I do think you have to write off like a whole day because you will fall a bit all over the place after that like you can have period pains for the rest of the day or some mm. bleeding or anything like that so it is worth like taking a day to like yourself I think yeah just like if you if you had like a surgery or something like that anything like that you would you'd take the day off <laughs> you'd probably take a week off or something but um yeah you yeah. don't need more than a day I don't want to say like it is a surgery but it's a minor thing, surgical it's kind of like a surgery like you're yeah red eagle and someone is going into <laughs> an open cavity in your body to put something in there like a foreign item like, yeah it's going to be bad like it is it, it's a it's a man it's a minor surgical procedure um yeah. But, but I guess I it just sounds scarier like that. We're thriving. It yeah. is, it's uncomfortable. If you're not familiar, they basically use a speculum, which you have to use for um, smear tests. Like a pap smear. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so you they use a speculum, which are now plastic, so they're less like intense um, on your body. Um, mm. So basically, <laughs> I'm not going to use harsh words, but to <laughs> open you up, basically. Mm. <laughs> so they can Just a the clamp. Just yeah, a little clamp. See the cervix and, you know, see what it looks like. Um, but you can, like, if you are getting it done or anything like that, just do know that, well, you should be able to ask. Because I know that some people, well, I didn't know that you had the option, but, like, when I was getting mine done, they put, like, they put in a speculum, but um, it was, basically, they needed to put a smaller speculum in. Um, so they took it out and then just used a smaller one. And I was like, oh 
that feels a lot less a lot more comfortable than the last one um but just know that you probably have the option to change it um because obviously bigger ones are painful and I remember my friend telling me that um some like when she was getting something done a speculum was literally just shoved up her and it was like a metal one as well and it was like the biggest size and it was excruciatingly like painful and they didn't she didn't get an option for a smaller one or anything like that um yeah it's invasive it's not nice but um they were really nice about it um the nurse held my hand (laughs) she held my hand while I was getting it done um and we just talked about just whatever but yeah the the pain that's what yeah it's painful but it's so quick so yeah and it's over so fast and then you have that protection for so long that yeah. was worth it to be like it's it's stressful and you should definitely bring someone with you if you can i think which is it's, nice mm, to have a, a it's a good idea <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i mean i i found yeah putting the speculum in that was uncomfortable and then when they put the actual device the iud in it's it's like a pinch mm. um that's exactly the, how i would describe it yeah it's a pinch like that's that's the pain that you feel it's the pinch and then they put it in and then let it go and take the speculum out, but really doesn't take that long. It's quite quick. You may feel like a bit like faint. Yeah. It, yeah. There, is, there is a pain, but it's not like people have different experiences. I like personally, it was more uncomfortable than painful for me. And the only pain was the getting it done, that pinch. Let me tell you, like when I say pinch, it's not pinching your arm. <laughs> it's, it's a pinch. No, no, no. Yeah. It, it really. <laughs> I think we had slightly different experiences with the pink. That is a pinch. <laughs> but listen, but, um, I'm still singing its praises. I still recommend it. I still yeah. love the Hoyle. And I, I would, I'm going to get it again. Like, I know I am. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's I went back. I went back because I wanted mine to get checked. And they checked it and it was fine. Yeah, like, it's comfortable. It's uncomfortable. And it's and it, it's, it can be painful. But then it's over. And, and you have it in there for, like, five years. So... Mm it's totally worth it in my eyes I'm, I'm thriving I'm happy best decision ever that I could have made yeah um, I always say that it's one of the best decisions that I made for myself like for my body um but yeah, after it it happened I just kind of I saw it as like a pamper day because they told me that anyway like oh by the way you get two consultations so you get the consultation with them telling you everything about it and you ask them whatever questions you need to know and then the second one is the procedure um, and they tell you like take the day off maybe bring someone with you I didn't bring anyone with me because whatever and then um, I I went <laughs> I like I, I lived really close as well um, so yeah I went back to mine after and I just like watched I think I binge watched some show and like had some ice cream um and some wine I I treated myself I did a face mask (laughs) it was it was like a just a cute pamper day so yeah do that I recommend that um as for as for the side effects um I know that um people do report side effects of having heavier periods and like maybe more painful periods um but I have a feeling that has something to do with what your periods were like before maybe it's like just intensified a little bit because I always had like quite easy periods quite um regular periods but um 
yeah it hasn't really changed my periods too much maybe it's a bit heavier on like the second day but then it's like yeah it's just that day um yeah but copper coil by the way yeah the copper coil i'm i'm on the copper coil lucy's on the marina coil um but yeah it works really well for me my periods are still regular um not too heavy um not too painful just kind of normal it's just nice that like i just really appreciate the the um non-hormonal aspect to it because i just don't i just don't like additional hormones to my body i don't need it i'm quite a hormonal person anyway um but yeah so no hormones with that with the marina i think it's localized hormones but no hormones going like into your body and bloodstream like that it's just like that area to like stop things from happening small amount of progesterone that's released locally so it's not going through your liver if you Mm. drink it orally like the pill or something for example so there really should be little to no like mood swings majorly that you should yeah or like heightened anxiety or depression yeah we just tell people to do it all the time like i remember my friend um was telling me how well this was like years ago and like a few years before i got the coil how like all her friends um all her friends were getting the coil and they all thought they were just like better than everyone and i was like what the hell that's so lame it's literally like a form of contraception just because you have like a copper thing in your uterus it doesn't make you a better person um and here i am today you know better than everyone (laughs) (laughs) i feel better well i can say i feel better off than i was before but the pill had its time but now there's a new new bitch in town. Yeah. She's she's stopping traffic. (laughs) But it is... She's, like, literally stopping traffic. Like, sperm (laughs) can't get into the uterus. Oh, my gosh. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) But it is good, though. Like, I genuinely enjoy it. But, again, yeah, that being said, like, everyone's body's different. Maybe your body likes the pill. Some people like the pill. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I had a great time on my first pill. Like, don't get me wrong. If that works mm. for you, do it. The bottom line is do what works for you and what fits your needs, not your partner's needs. Your oh, needs. yeah. Um, mm. It's, I think, recognize for people with uteruses that's, that it's a very personal journey. Um, and you might be looking for something completely different to your friend. And also, I would say, don't ever feel like you're a burden or an inconvenience if you require more information or more time from any specialists um in like the sexual health clinic or the gp because at the end of the day it's your body and you're going to be suffering the consequences and Mm. as we've said everybody has their own lives at the same time and if it's going to be something that's going to interrupt your like career or your education personal life you know you've got to work that out and um yeah so you've got to make the right decision for you Mm -hmm. yeah everything she said (laughs) I was gonna say like do we have any recommendations for this episode because we haven't done a recommendation in a while because like we haven't released do we since. know what we're both gonna say oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i feel like everyone knows about it okay obviously our top number one recommendation is watching i may destroy you on yeah iplayer um i didn't know that obsessed with so there's this podcast bbc podcast called obsessed with podcast and they basically talk about like popular shows on 
BBC going on at the moment that they're like obsessed with and I didn't know that I May Destroy You was on there so I have been re-watching that because I finished watching I May Destroy You or By Nile obviously um so I went back to listen to the podcast and it's nice to like relive it and like hunt for all the easter eggs in it because oh. that woman Michaela Cole is some kind of genius I can't I cannot I, I cannot know. express her genius like, I can't we're aware this is the second time we're recommending this show but we don't care because it's an incredible show oh yeah we spoke about it last episode we did <laughs> and we were proud of ourselves for making it an hour without bringing it up and now we're i did not i did not even realize yeah now we're bringing it up the second week in a row <laughs> but, but it, um honestly incredible I can't. it is really good um other recommendations um i started watching <laughs> Okay, so this is not a recommendation. She's if you're going to say Vampire Diaries. Oh my gosh, how do you know it's going to say Vampire Diaries? <laughs> so like, I started, I started, no, this is serious. We're going to have an episode on <laughs> No, this is serious. I'm not going to laugh. <laughs> okay, we're not going to have an episode on Vampire Diaries, but I'll probably do like an IGTV on it. Um, we are absolutely like... <laughs> not doing an episode of Vampire Diaries. Are you serious? I'll probably have an IGTV on it because there are relevant things as well. Like I started re-watching this show and Lucy, I can't, is taking is i'm i'm really involved right now i'm so i'm really emotionally invested in like the storyline and everything happening also i keep getting really frustrated and i've heard it from like lots of people replying to my um stuff i put on the internet um about how like annoying elena gilbert is like for female protagonist she's probably one of the worst written um, female protagonists if you're meant to relate to her like I don't know like whoever wrote it I don't know if they wrote it with intention of relating to her um but she's not as bad as um Hannah's character in Girls she's not as bad as her she's probably the worst female protagonist in the show um I shouldn't even be saying this like female protagonists are bad but whatever but um there's just this whole thing and I saw this post about um or I've always felt like this anyway how like you've always got like that black psychic character who doesn't really have any personal character development or like Mm. their only role is to exist for like the white main character and like the way Vampire Diaries exposes themselves expose themselves in this show with that sense is like ridiculous like I cannot like Bonnie Look, if you have anything to say about Bonnie's character and Caroline's character, like just like hit us up on the A Word podcast, um, <laughs> the A Word podcast Instagram. Like I'm, I'm literally always here to hear it. underscore because I'm not me involved. Up. But okay, you can hit me up on like any of the Instagrams, so, like on mine or the A Word, because like I'm, I'm, I'm mostly running the A Word podcast, um, um, Instagram. So it's okay. Lucy can ignore those messages. Yeah, but I will clear, reply every are you, time. Are you actually every recommending time. Vampire Diaries, or are you just expressing no. that you're? <laughs> I was gonna recommend something else, but I brought up Netflix and then Vampire Diaries, and you know I don't have like my brain doesn't work like that. Um, mm. It goes all over the place. I was actually gonna recommend um, a different show on Netflix called i genuinely cannot remember right now um so i'm gonna say dating around dating around is quite fun lucy have you seen it um lucy have you seen it what what's going on 
Have you seen Dating Around? No. <gasps> Is this the first you're hearing of it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so intriguing. It's lovely. So, <laughs> it's basically this dating this show. show. <laughs> Is it a real show? Yeah. I didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> you said you didn't know the, the title, and it sounded like you just said a random title. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say. Well, I did know what I was going to say, but it's embarrassing. Um, so okay. I picked dating around instead. Got it. Um, but yeah, More it's just this dating show. <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know. I'll say it anyway. It's cursed. It's cursed on Netflix. Okay. I said it. Okay. I said it. I'm fine with it. It's cursed. I'm into wow. it. I wow. like it. Okay. It's a good show. So dating around, do you recommend? Yeah, dating around, watch it. It's really good. It's just intriguing about like people dating and like they pick a city and then like follow people on their dates. And it's nice because like they've got straight couples, but they've also got like queer couples as well. Um and there is this one um queer woman on it. And she is like amazing, and that's for this season. And you probably know who I'm talking about if I'm telling you she's amazing. Um, if you've watched it, like her dates were my favorite. They were very interesting, like watching her dates with women versus her dates with men. Like I love it. It's that whole like the TikTok memes that are like me dating men, like basically being really horrible to them versus me dating women. And it's like, like you're really pretty, like. <laughs> Please, 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 can I call you pretty? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's my, that's it. Wow, I love that. I mean, all I can think of is I May Destroy You, to be honest, is mine, because I'm just still thinking about that show. But also Hamilton. (laughs) Oh, yeah, which I I still haven't seen. I am going to bring it up, even though I've talked about it literally every single day for the entirety of July since it came out. (laughs) I have talked about it at least once a day with my friends. <laughs> um, I've seen it about five times since it came mm. out. Um, and I can't stop talk- thinking about it. I can't stop talking about it. Uh, there are new things that I realise all the time. You know, like how you're saying like Easter eggs with I Made a Story, like it's the same with Hamilton. Like mm. I will like reflect on some of the lyrics and then be like, wow. <laughs> no, I'm and definitely going to join you on that when I watch it. You have to write off. Anything. I know it's two and a half hours long. It's you, it's so. I'm worth okay it. with that. It's so. I know it. I'm going to rewatch it as well. Yeah. Oh, I guess okay. they have a book recommendation. I'd say um, I started reading um, Florence Gibbon's book. She is oh, an yes. activist and illustrator. Um her instagram is just florence gibbon there's one word and her book is called women don't owe you pretty and she says like she wrote it as a book that like she'd want to read like she'd want someone to get she'd want she'd want this book to be out for her younger self um and so far that's like the kind of thing that it's like kind of portraying like yeah it's, it's it's it does it's good it's a nice questioner um I have lots of notes on that book, um, lots of discussion topics so far, but I'm not yeah. going to ruin anything. It's really good. I, I'd recommend it. So far, I quite enjoy it. Wow, we wow. have recorded for a long time. We have. I oh, damn. Here. Thank you. Um... <laughs> Thank you so much. I love that. Okay, great. Done. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. 
Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the A Word podcast with your hosts Lucy and me Halima. So today we have decided to dive into the world of contraception and talk about our personal experiences as well and what we've learned from being on different contraceptions that we've been on and also um, talk about stuff that you've shared with us. What? Stop. (laughs) I just saw, so buckle up people, we have some truth to declare. Like, I did not write that. (laughs) That is Lucy energy right there. (laughs) Hello, welcome to the A Word podcast. 